Welcome to Insights. I'm Dick Goldberg. We all know people who are self-centered and self-absorbed. Maybe too many. But when do these traits actually meet the clinical definition of a narcissistic personality disorder? More importantly, how does one cope with a narcissistic spouse or relative, and can narcissism be treated effectively? With me to explore this today is Dr. Jim McGloin and Lisa Fisher, who between them have 50 years combined experience of treating personality disorders, which, by the way, narcissism is one. Thanks very much for being with us. Sure, thanks for having us. Glad to be here. Uh, is a person with narcissistic personality disorder just the extreme of a self-centered person, or is it something different? It's, I, I think it's an extreme, and it's also something different. So that if you think about the, there are only 1% of the general population that is, would qualify for a narcissistic personality disorder. But there are many features of narcissism that many people have. And the narcissism is a phenomenon that we can recognize in ourselves and others throughout society. We're all a little narcissistic? We can be because it has a lot to do with being able to aim our interest and concern towards ourselves. Uh, in sometimes sure. instead of or in addition to others. Right. 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 Well, what is a narcissistic personality disorder clinically? How do you know when you've got a bona fide disorder? Well, the DSM, the Diagnostic Statistics Manual, says that there are nine criteria that, that you can look at to assess whether one has a narcissistic personality disorder, and some of those would include, you know, duration and extent how they're featured, and so things like... Um, grandiose sense of self. Um, yeah, they tend to glorify right. themselves. It's a kind of self-infatuation, really. Right. Wow. Difficulty demonstrating a sense of empathy mm -hmm. um, or understanding of the other's point of view, any other's point of view. Mm -hmm. and, and sometimes even caring about what other people yes. think because they don't listen to others, really. They listen only to themselves. Wow. And they don't feel uh, compelled to do the right thing or to conform to convention or to society's rules. They make their own rules, in effect. That's right. And so um, they also can demonstrate when someone doesn't agree with them or doesn't uh, support the idea that they are the most important, they can demonstrate uh, rage or a wow. very definite um, kind of attack mentality towards the person. How who dare might you disagree. not think I'm the most important person yes. in the world? Exactly. Yes, right. And it's very, they're very easy. It's very easy to get their feathers ruffled yes. and to incite rage or stalking out of an important meeting and things like that. Wow. Now, it would be also, I think, fair to talk about the idea that there are some positive personality traits of somebody who is a narcissist. Um, and, and those are important because they can be productive, right? They can be productive features such as um, very driven, hardworking. They can be very um, uh, engaging and very uh, productive in drawing people in, and they're very lively. They can be very uh, visionary, mm -hmm. you know, the, the independent thinking and risk-taking is part yes. of them. If you think about a productive narcissist, yes. the product, uh -huh. and many of them are great uh, leaders and in, involved in the arts and all over our society, but things like passion and charisma and voracious learning and perseverance and wow. alertness to threats and sense of humor. Wow. These are all the positive strengths that you get. And their leadership qualities. So if you are uh, connected with someone who's a narcissist and those features are presenting, if you are on a work team with them, for example, or you're on any kind of group with them, that can be a very um, 
positive experience for you because when they're with you, if you're with them, then they know you're with them. And so that's fantastic, isn't it? That idea that sort of it's us and we're going to get a lot of that stuff done. Now, of course, the counter to that can be if at some point, which is probably going to happen, that you disagree or have a difference of opinion, mm -hmm. there we go back to the danger that that can turn into a, a sense of rage or, or a disengagement well, then from you. It's because there's a, there's a bit of paranoia That's in them, right. which is that you're either with me or against me. Right. Mm -hmm. And so if you're not for the vision and for the mission, in effect, then you're out of here. And you then you're not with me. You can be fired on the spot. Yes. Are you, are you, you can, describing Steve Jobs? Yes, he's one of yes. them. He would be a productive narcissist. Yes. Steve Jobs, Bill Gates is another Bill example. Bill Gates, yes. Yep, yep. Many of our and, politicians, if you uh, think about that, sure. Leaders of like Bill Clinton. Yes. Come on, uh, come on. Even yeah. Abraham Lincoln, yes. Winston Wait, Churchill, no. FDR. Yes, it's yes true. these are productive narcissists. No. Me, yes. yes. And let, let me just speak to the, some of the weaknesses that these remarkable people have who have. Uh, capacity to change the world. I, I mean, I think you just lost credibility to all people who love Bill Clinton if you say he's a narcissistic, you mean well, literally an well, MPD, a narcissistic Well, we won't go so far as to say he's a narcissistic personality disorder, but that he has the type of personality which is and, a narcissistic type. And this would be a good time then to insert the idea that nobody is the entirety of what they present. And so, again, as you start out asking us what's the difference, you know, there's lots of features that are demonstrated with some of these people we just mentioned, Bill Clinton. Clinton, we can talk about that. There are lots of features demonstrated of narcissism. Is he have a narcissistic personality disorder on the on the diagnostic continuum? I don't know. Yeah, let's not reduce <laughs> people to their diagnostic That's labels right. or to say, you know, anything right. that we say about them doesn't say everything about anybody. And you know? that's true with yeah. any any kind but of But you diagnosis. have in your office seen people that qualify yes. for NPD. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. You don't know that Bill Clinton does. That's right. He That's just his. has some of the traits. Yeah, he hasn't As been on our people. couch, so <laughs> yeah. we don't know. I haven't had the pleasure, but, but, but sure, uh, yes. Let, let me speak, if I could, a little bit to the weaknesses. We, I just listed a number of strengths and yeah. a couple of people that have them, but weaknesses, they don't listen. They really don't listen to anybody but themselves, and actually many of Shakespeare's main characters uh, only in their soliloquies, they overhear themselves and they, they learn by listening to themselves. Wow. They don't listen to others, essentially. They're oversensitive to criticism, as we've mentioned. Uh, they're paranoia, the friend or foe, are you with mm -hmm. me or against me? Anger and put-downs, there's constant belittling. And if you come from a background and they you marry They belittle one, others? Jim? They belittle others. Yes. They're constantly aggrandizing themselves at other people's expense. Oh. They'll steal your self-esteem. They make you feel bad about mm. yourself. Mm. And uh, if you're a strong person that doesn't have a background in childhood of somebody being very negative and putting you down, you can still begin to have your self-esteem eroded. It's like being nibbled to death by ducks. Mm. But if you have a, a background of somebody who puts you down on a regular basis and now you refine them and your mate, it really can undo you. Do you think Steve Jobs might have, in fact, been uh, clinically a narcissist? Are you just saying it with well, him? I don't know him well because enough. Because he was supposed to be very difficult on all the people who worked with him. Yes. And, and people and have said and, that. And, and they've said the same, same thing, thing about, about Clinton. Clinton. If oh, you really? work closely oh, yes. with him, uh, he's not very friendly to the people he worked People who also that said that about Ronald Reagan. And no they've kidding. said that about a lot of people, the idea that sort of this intense, some of those positive traits, those productive traits, mm -hmm. right, can, um, can demonstrate and people who have worked close to them would say, you know, those were wonderful traits to get things done, but boy, sometimes behind closed doors, and if you worked closely with them, very, very challenging, difficult moments. Yes, wow. and in fact, let me give, just give another couple of negatives or weaknesses, the over-competitiveness and over-control, uh, isolation, because they really don't engage and connect with others that well. 
uh, exaggeration and lying. You remember with FDR, uh, his wife Eleanor was always correcting him when he would elaborate on oh, things, and he was very. He's resentful. a narcissist too. Yes, he would be a productive narcissist. Uh, what well. presidents weren't narcissists? <laughs> well, that might be <laughs> worth it. Well, we can find narcissistic features maybe, in all. Maybe I don't know. You think? Know. Uh, okay. How about Bush too? Was he a narcissist? Uh, well, he's been discussed as uh, example, but he may be other. He may be more uh, obsessive and. Right. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure. So I hope his dad wasn't. I was just going to say, so to your question, Dick, I think Bush one actually, I think perhaps there were features, but I think as we've seen over time and watched him continue the public eye, one would say he demonstrates a great deal of empathy. Mm -hmm. He's able to show how he's able to work with others and be collaborative in nature, has a real sense of compassion. Those are features, right, that would balance out some of the narcissistic features. One would probably not conclude at that level that he would be diagnostically deemed a narcissistic personality disorder. Are you talking about Bush one or yes, two? Yes, Bush, Bush one. Bush and FDR, yeah, and he was F- a gentleman. Yeah, he FDR was. bringing in Social Security and so, all these yeah, things. Yeah, they change the world. Yeah. They have vision. I mean, they can be. So many of our best leaders are productive narcissists. Wow. And maybe so. this is the point to talk about another way to think about narcissism, kind of an, as a vulnerable versus invulnerable uh, kind of types. You know, um, we were talking about this takes us back a ways, but the Iran yeah. Contra mm-hmm. um, back in 1987. If you think of Oliver North, right, mm-hmm. and if you remember sort of him, uh, you know, and during the trials and when he would be interviewed, to me he presents as a vulnerable narcissist in the sense that he really wanted people to believe him. He had this earnest desire of this insecurity. Please believe me. I'm credible. I, I, I want my image to be sustained even during this really tarnishing time. And he was the romantic hero type yes. of guy. He was always needing adulation from yeah. others. And we felt that he would have plunged into a depression if he didn't get that's the right. country really uh, rallying to him. So that's an example of a vulnerable narcissist. But remember his boss. Poindexter, right? Uh-huh. On, by contrast, Poindexter, I would say, was an was invulnerable, you know, in the he sense that he was a godlike character yes. who didn't answer to anybody, not yes. even the president, and, and he didn't was care. just uh, listened to himself, and yes. he could care less what other people yes. thought. He was it, and that was another form of narcissism. Yes. You're talking about the invulnerable. That's right. Type. Does this relate to when you say they make their own rules? Uh, yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they're not tied into doing the right thing or the conventional thing. And so if you they, think about if you go back and watch those um, those televised trials on um, Poindexter, right, he presents very much what you just said, makes his own rules and very much stands up there in the idea of, I did what I did, I'm not making apologies for it because it's what I made. Right. Oliver North, by the other hand, very much presented as, I was doing what I was told. I was trying to think of the American people. I was trying to do the right thing. And you believe me, don't you? (laughs) He wanted to be loved and and everything. Now, you mentioned about O.J. Simpson, something that came out in the news lately. What was that? Well, so this this week, it was just interesting, as I was knowing we were going to come talk, um, that that, uh, he, you know, he's in prison, right? And uh, a recent article I read was that he was caught stealing cookies in prison. Mm. And he had hidden away 12, I think it was oatmeal cookies in his jacket, on the way back to his cell, which is forbidden apparently, it's against the mm-hmm. rules, and he got caught. And what I found astounding when I was reading the article is I had a great sense of just sadness and empathy for this man who, as as we've all watched him sort of decline over the years mm-hmm. in society's image yeah. and, and this kind of great man reduced, that he, when he rose up against being caught, he was so indignant and the sense of entitlement and how dare you question me uh-huh. about these cookies? Don't you know who I am? And uh-huh. I thought, boy, there again, he would be classified as someone who demonstrates 
higher That's than the embodiment of narcissism. Yes, but right? even here in prison. And reality is what he says it is, and the rules are his to right. make, and who is he to have to conform Do, to? Does the narcissistic rules? personality disorder person get married less than the average person? Uh, no. No. Not at all. In mm -hmm. fact, because they can be very uh, productive, very generous, they can make lots of money. I've got one where the husband makes uh, $460,000 a year and the wife, an attorney, doesn't make nearly as much. And one day she said, I've got a trial coming, honey, would you please take care of supper tonight? Meaning mm -hmm. order it in or yeah. carry out or whatever. He said, no, that's your job. And she said, why is that my job? And he said, uh, uh, because I make more money than you do. Mm. And uh, she wept when she told me that story, mm. even though she's quite a tough woman. Uh, and But she's been constantly put down and seen as uh, not equal to him. Mm -hmm. And that's the main thing about <clears throat> narcissism, is they don't regard other people as equal to them. You are not their equal, and they'll let you know about it. Wouldn't so, you learn that when you're dating them? Well, so I was going to say, so let's go back to when we're first meeting people, and our best traits often are the ones that we see first, right? And uh -huh. so you can imagine some of these things we've been discussing would be things that would be a natural draw. That Those would be very attractive qualities mm -hmm. for people. Um, and so I think sometimes we're sort of caught up in that moment of seeing the best in people when we're dating. Mm -hmm. And it isn't until later on, perhaps after marriage has been secured and maybe as, as kids have come or whatnot, that you begin to see some of these traits really present in ways that can be conflictual for the marriage or the family. Also because there's a big focus on looking good and yes. feeling, maintaining an image and mm -hmm. so on, which is so key in this mm -hmm. problem, that some of them have been on their best behavior during the dating process. Wow. And it's only on the <coughs> night of your honeymoon, the first night after you've been married, you find out who you married. Oh my God! How, and that's it's a terrible amazing. shock. Yeah. And, and, and so, oh my, yeah, because you may get the first real rage, you right. know. And uh, that's right. And, and, and people often they hold that in for a year or two years. It's so. about looking good. It's about that. That's a strong trait. Can you imagine? And wow. so you said, do they get married less? No. Do they probably get married more often? <laughs> I'm thinking yes, because it can be difficult, right? It well, can be yeah. difficult to and stay in a relationship. And they can be relationship. charming. Yes. They're in love with themselves, and it's very easy for them to get other people to see them yes. like they see themselves. And yeah. if you think about it, the ordinary person is is filled filled with doubt and indecision and mm -hmm. confusion. And when they see somebody who's so sure of himself that he must be right, I see. Uh, it's a comfort it's, and a detraction yeah. for many. I, I was going to suggest that men would fall for this more than women because men are suckers for good looks. I mean, when you look at mm -hmm. studies and what attracts men to women, it's, looks is number one. With women, it's all kinds of personality things that attract. So I would think men would be dumber about not seeing this than women. I, hard to say. I'm not sure. I don't. I don't know of any. Said women like strong now. men. Women and, do. And men who uh, make a lot of money and uh, and so on and have a sense prestige of power. and uh, and may be yeah. very accomplished actually. If you look at this one percent of the population who are NPDs, mm -hmm. are they more successful than the average person? Uh, probably just in the sense that they pour themselves in with tremendous uh, sense of mission. Uh, and uh, and they they do have vision, and they're not constrained by doing what's right, or having to care about other people that they leave. Uh, you know, they're not worried about the aftermath of what they leave behind. So you know, they're freer than most of us to do what they want to do and pursue their vision. I think you just answered my next question, which is, are they unhappy, or just make the others around them unhappy? Oh well, that's a good question. I think. I think generally we would say that they make the people around them unhappy. Now, people have said, can you have a therapeutic relationship with someone who has NPD, right? Can, mm. or how do they do in therapy? Yeah. And I think what we've learned and what we see is that 
if you can find a time where their vulnerability has been struck in the sense of something has occurred or they've come up in a place in their life where something is causing them to either look bad or there's a, been a there's major been failure or mm -hmm. a loss and their image has crumbled and yes. then that can be dire at those times they could kill themselves once the image crumbles and there's your moment as a therapist yeah. there's your hook to try and connect with them on that level to figure out sort of how they got to that point what's not working about them if uh, if somebody who's a narcissist walks into your office and that's not the case um, you're not going to have very good success well, let me, with therapy. Let me give you an example of a man who came with his wife for therapy and the wife's dream, which she presented in the first session, was that she was going before a judge who was going to decide whether she was sane or insane. Uh, and this was because uh -huh. the husband had been driving her crazy and yeah. she was the nut he was bringing yes. in. And uh, he, this was a man who would take his wife and two kids and drive station to station. He wouldn't stop for pit stops, no drinking, no peeing, nothing. Uh, and I had to say to him, why would you make your wife and children feel helpless? Why not make them feel great? But he didn't care what they felt. And it wasn't what the wife would, you know, what the effect was on the wife and kids. That didn't matter. But what really got him to stay with me is that he was 35 years old with an MBA and he was not succeeding in business. He was being passed over for promotion. And his younger brother was an orthopedic surgeon who was out stripping him in income and in uh, professional success and so on. And that hurt him. And I had to address that and show him how some of his behavior and his obnoxious behavior and so on was counterproductive, was hurting him and his professional success. And then he worked with me to gain some expertise for me as to how he could better understand and be successful. Uh, you know, but he, he, it wasn't because he cared about his impact on his wife or his kids. But if someone likes empathy, compassion, can therapy help uh, the person acquire those things? Yes. If, Absolutely. If they come at the right, if you get them at the right time. When they have to be opened up. When they're yeah. opened up. Yeah. And then you help them to see that, boy, they had been putting all their energies into maintaining an image. Right. And then when that crumbled, boy, look at this. And you had to get them to be able to self-accept as a person like other persons, not perfect, and that we're all works in progress, and that every human being alive is a mixture of rational and irrational, childish and mature, what works and what doesn't work. There's nobody on earth who is totally mature, uh, 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 you know, effective and uh, uh, rational, and that one lifetime isn't enough to get us there. And then, as you, so you're beginning to get them to understand that they're neither better nor worse than others. They've got everything in them that anybody else has, and that that type of thing. It's a shift toward what they've been missing is equality right. with so others. So an example to kind of illustrate that, that I had a client a number of years ago when he came to me and he was on his, he was still in his late 20s now. He was, just had ended his second marriage. He had changed careers three times his family had really kind of alienated themselves from him. So he was coming and presenting all this stuff and couldn't understand for the life of him what was wrong with everybody else. Why were these people being so difficult in his life? Because nothing was wrong with him. And really, I thought, gosh, am I going to be able to work with this person to help? What is my, where's my in to help him see what it was? And what it was was a colleague of his had just published a book. And he felt that person wasn't nearly as smart, as creative, as, as, as good as he was. And he was angry that he hadn't published that book. And mm. that was why he was in. 
it wasn't for all those other reasons. He was he wanted to come in literally to talk to me. He said, I said, how can I help you? I want to figure out how I can publish the book that my colleague just did because mine is better. Ah, yeah. See that? And the thing is, <laughs> what you can then may be able to see, that maybe you see that he has never established himself as a steady worker. That's right. And for all his talents and uh -huh. gifts, uh, the little tortoises could just go along the steady workers and out and exceed uh, the talented person that like by the, way, by the way aren't you too afraid if you talk about cases that people are going to sue you for talking about them well that's why we, that's why we don't talk ago. about anything immediate you know so. oh these are these past, are all past yeah. cases years oh, good. ago years good 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 I'm always more comfortable when we can talk about characters from literature and, and show the yeah, examples these which are everybody long time has ago. Ago. but I feel inclined to say that that person I just spoke of he stayed in therapy with me for over two years and really was very successful Successful. Okay. He really turned things around, and and so I mean, there's a success story there. And let so. me say this: that <laughs> narcissism is reduced in somebody as they develop an interest in other people yes. and a caring for oh, other people, yes. and uh, can become can learn how to love to get past their own nose, and uh, and to yes. see people as yes. they are and yes. not as the, they need them to be. Is there a lot of self-acceptance here where you no longer have to be perfect to be okay? Yes, yes. That's, that's yes. crucial. That's right. So perfectionism is part to of get narcissism. Beyond, yes. Get beyond image building to yes. investing in the self, in your true self, in who you are, not in the image that you're portraying. That it's not all about looking good. And this, this is what they don't understand about therapy frequently. They come in, they think it's all about looking good. So ah. uh, one woman recently... the. Uh, sent a letter to her husband, very critical, and then wanted to copy me on it, and he didn't want her to do that. And I said, uh, I think you're entitled to copy me on a letter you wrote, whether he wants you to or not. And uh, talk to him, uh, tell him, let him know that unless uh, uh, he has a very compelling reason, you're going to send this to me. And uh, a shame, shame or embarrassment is not sufficient because this is a therapy where everything has to come out, and she doesn't trust him with good reason. Uh, to tell the whole story. And she said, well, thanks, that's good advice. I'll let him know, and I'll do that. The ideology of narcissism, why are some people, is it just you know, biology? We, we really don't know that well, except that part of it is biology. We do know that. And we know that uh, it can be identification with a narcissistic parent. And we've talked... But, it, but I'm sorry, just yeah, one other yeah. thing is that uh, no, no, no study has shown that it's a, sub, it's a result of an adverse childhood. That's right, that's right. And, really? and yeah. right, that's exactly right. And we can also say that, you know, we know that by, studies will say by the time of age five, the personality is largely being able to be identified. And so, you know, one of the questions is, can you identify narcissism in a child? And, and yes, you can. In fact, there are three books on personality mm -hmm. disorders mm -hmm. so how would a children. Parent, how would a parent know that their child has got this? Right. Well, demonstrating some of the same features we've talked about, right? Um, and, and to the extreme beyond just what normal development looks like. Now, what's encouraging about that, I think, is that if you have informed parents and people who are willing to identify that and go with that, I think there's great hope in working with a child with narcissism because children are malleable and you can teach you can teach someone empathy mm, you can teach cool. them and model and work with them to get some of those demonstrated traits across and i think there's great hope in reforming and working with that because again we don't want to reduce anyone to just their pathology right mm -hmm. and so i think that's really exciting actually the idea that we can work with children in such a way that we can we can mold that differently and there's great hope for them. Are you talking about the therapist or the parent working with the child? Yes and yes. <laughs> both. <laughs> both. It requires both, doesn't it? But if yeah. the, you were saying you really have to kind of hit bottom like alcoholism before you turn yourself For the adults. In. For the adults, yeah. not for children. 
not for children. They don't have to hit bottom. They don't? No. Uh-uh. No. Because they care about adult approval or... Well, yes, that, and because they aren't fully formed yet, they, they you know, uh-huh. again, the demonstration of symptomology might be, you know, able to be seen differently in a child. Uh-huh. And you can help them to uh, early on to make sense of why yes. they re- may repel their their, their peers, peers and and how they're uh, how being such uh, hard losers uh, mm-hmm. and how that is you know affects other people and, and how they can change that, yeah. you know. I'll bet you've had couples in couples counseling where one person is a narcissist. Yes. How does that go? Okay. Well, <laughs> go ahead. You know, uh, I, you want to. Yeah. And so I think yes, we have seen that, and I know for myself, I've worked with some spouses uh, of people who are narcissistic, and I think what it requires to stay loving these people in a relationship with them, it requires you to understand your own sense of what David Snarch would call your four points of balance, which is really the idea of how can you understand to take care of yourself, love them sometimes from a distance is what I call Mm -hmm. it. And the idea that just because they say something doesn't make it true. Just because they say to you, you're this, that, and the other, or denigrate you, doesn't make it so. But it requires a sense of working with someone to help them understand that they can be for themselves and for their partner, but they don't have to buy into or accept what the narcissist partner's You know, that think. doesn't seem morally right to me. Here's so? this person who's being really unpleasant, nasty, yeah. uh, hurtful, unempathetic, and you're saying, well, learn how to dance with that versus nope. that person. Well, well, it's more speaking from the that. best in yes. oneself to the best in the other and to yes. see if you can bring about a change in the other through your own change oh. and through holding on to yourself, not that you're going to be a punching bag. Right. Uh-huh. And if you just take the abuse and roll over... Uh, that just reinforces it and that they think they can beat up on So are you saying a partner, you can change your partner just by being coached by a therapist yes. how to change them? Yeah, totally. It, it, I've, 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 had many, yeah. I've had couples where the husband, yes. for example, never condescended to come in. Right. I never saw him in several years of therapy. I never saw him. Only years later did I run into them and I met the husband for the first time and they had become best friends. Wow. But the husband had changed tremendously only by the wife coming in for both. And the wife was no, had no problem except to learn how to partner with somebody as difficult. And so you coach her how to cope and how to create change. Yes. And how and to wow. be for herself. The idea, the sense of you know being responsible for your own sense of self-worth, your own sense of self-love, and the idea that that comes from within you first, of course. Yeah, and you tell her, in effect, you don't turn yourself over to anybody. Yes. Nobody defines you. You know you who you are. You. Yes. And you can listen to what he says about you to learn about him. I have heard... I'm sorry. Yeah, Wait, no, yeah. No. So... I have heard that the narcissists are the most difficult of all clients to treat. Uh, I don't hmm, think so. I don't agree the with more, that. It depends, if especially the productive narcissists are kind of fun to work with. Uh, and, uh, and of course, if they've taken a hit, then they're more accessible and you can do more with them. But to me, the most difficult people to treat are the dependent, passive ones that uh, will not uh, claim their life yes. as their own and will not take initiative and uh, they're just there to go along for the ride and you're trying to get them into the driver's seat so that you can be in the shotgun yourself as uh-huh. a therapist right, right. And, uh, and get them to take risks and strive. The narcissists are exciting because they are taking risks all over the place right. and they're right. doing right. the productive ones are out there. 
And I think as a, as a therapist, what, what Jim and I have talked about, the idea that you need to find something within them that you can identify with, that you can join with them on. If they walk in your door and you already are set to kind of explain to them everything that's wrong about that, mm-hmm. you've lost them from the get-go. You need to find something, just like you would with every client, you need to find something in them that you can identify with that says, we can, we can, we Speak have that to the common. best in them. Absolutely. Right. Let's go with that and see what makes sense. And then you, you've got to make And it's, it reminds me of how Freud once said that uh, psychotherapy is like the reclamation of the Zoiter Z. The Dutch people took back the sea, the land from the sea by with their dikes and so on. You get people who come in, they're swamped with their emotions and so on. You have to start with what's right. solid in them. Right, uh-huh. that's right. And build on those. And speak to take that. Back. Yes. Yeah, take yes. back the land. So you can't take land. out your DSM-5 and say, look, no. you're a narcissistic personality. Look, you have all, aren't these all nine-year characteristics? Well, you can, and I'm guessing that you won't get very far with that because they're going to say, and so what's the problem with that? <laughs> Works for me. Yeah, something. what's the problem with that? Yeah, wow. Yeah. Anything else we should know before we close uh, that we haven't covered? Well, so one thing I wanted to note that I just found of interest when I was um, researching this and I was looking for some support services um, for to recommend for people for resources, what struck me was I had a very difficult time finding any kind of support group or resource for people who identify as a narcissist. And I found one. And it is online and it's a blog. It's a Facebook blog. And I went on and I read it and it was really interesting. And, and if you think that you might be a narcissist, I recommend you go ahead and look at it. And just to read firsthand of what what people who identify as narcissists are writing about themselves. It's not professionally, you know, it's okay. just a Facebook one. I found that really interesting. How do they find it? Well, they, it's on Facebook. It's called a Narcissistic Personality Disorder Support Group on there Facebook. You okay. and, and you know, it's very telling that you only found one I found because one. <laughs> it's, this is the hardest uh, yes. orientation to discover in yourself. Right. There's so much self-delusion. And that's what I was going to say. That's you why. You recognize it. But I found a ton of resources for people who are living with and connecting to people who identify as narcissists, including um, there's a narcissist abuse recovery um, website that people can Google that. And plus there are um, support groups in local communities for people who identify as I'm in a partnership or a relationship with someone who's a narcissist. But I just found it interesting. I only found one for people who are narcissists. Well, thanks for that. And I'd like to thank Lisa and Jim for filling us in on this very interesting uh, discussion. Well, thank you very much. And I hope you'll join us on the next edition of Insights.